Thank you and welcome back to Race Industry Week 2023, brought to you by Partrade, Racer and Speed Sport. Mr. Brad Gilly is back with us. You traveled this morning, right, Brad? I am. Uh, I am. Uh, I've gone from Fort Worth, Texas to downtown Nashville, Tennessee, right across the street from where the NASCAR awards are going to be held tomorrow night. So big, big week for sure. And racing, obviously, here with Race Industry Week and uh, uh, more specifically on the NASCAR side with Champions Week as well. Excellent. But well, th thank you for, you know, you had a very, very busy schedule this week. So this will be your last two sessions because tomorrow and Friday you'll be uh, hosting uh, NASCAR. But let's dive into it. We've got Preston Osborne with us right now and we're going to be talking rally. Preston, good afternoon. Uh, great to see you. Thank you for having me on again this year. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and get started, Francis. Judy, we'll see you all here shortly. And uh, and Preston, we want to uh, welcome you into Race Industry Week once again. Preston Osborne uh, is the competition director for the American Rally Association. And uh, this is awesome. Um, rally cars are just tremendous and really looking forward to talking about where you guys are and, and what you have going on and everything. And I know um, you're about to wrap up a season here with a couple of different events this weekend as well, right? Yeah, we actually have two events this weekend. Uh, technically, our 2023 season's wrapped up, so these are actually our first two uh, for the 2024 season. Uh, that way we can uh, kind of make changes going into next year and give us some time to do our end-of-year awards as you're doing, so... Oh, uh, that's that's wonderful. Well, let's uh, let's just talk about uh, you know first of all what you guys do as far as putting on the races and uh, the the association is actually a, a part of USAC as well, which is a uh, pretty special. So, tell us about uh, American Rally and everything that y'all have going on. Of course, you know Rally is one of the largest uh, motorsports in the world and and still relatively unknown here in the U.S. So we have a, a very pleasant mix of professional teams and and kind of high level teams along with grassroots teams and. You know, one of the great things that I love about Rally is uh, your amateur racers are on the same course as your professionals all at the same time. And, and I think that's part of what makes the sport so unique uh, with it being kind of that time trial setup. You know, for us, we have our national championship, which we do throughout the year all across the U.S. Uh, we'll kick off our 24 national championship season in Michigan for our snowdrift rally, which uh, you know, talking to a lot of the world rallyists out there, uh, we do our snow races without studs on bare rubber. And, uh, you know, it's a very unique event that, that uh, terrifies some people for sure. Uh, yeah. But, you know, in addition to our national championship, we have uh, a few different regional championships as well. And, and I think we ended up at about 23 events this year. So busy season. Wow, that's incredible. You know, and it's great here on Race Industry Week. We're talking about everything uh, from stock car to IndyCar to Formula One to um, motorcycles. I mean, we've literally had it all, dirt racing, everything. Uh, Rally sort of, in a lot of ways, uh, has elements of everything in it. But you guys also have very unique challenges because it's not like we're going to a, necessarily a closed course. The courses you have is all natural terrain, uh, terrain, all public roads, a lot of different things like that. So uh, tell us about the challenges and the differences that you guys have as compared to other sanctioning bodies. Of course, the challenges, I think, are what really make Rally so unique is, you know, the tagline for, for Rally for so long and still rings true in the U.S. is uh, real cars, real roads, real racing, because, you know, we, we are using what are typically open public roads. Of course, we shut them down for the races and, and uh, work with different events around the U.S., 
it's it's a unique challenge for us as a sanctioning body because um, you know we're not going to those those set tracks as you would for for most uh, motorsport events. But but the other side of it is we really have um, the indi individual events put on the events and where they're sanctioning uh, for them and and certainly as support. And so what I really appreciate about that is each event has its own unique character within our series. You know, again, we talked about the event in February is is a snow rally, uh, so different than than anything else we have out there. And and the competitors, I, I think, really appreciate having each unique event have that character while still understanding the ARA brand and, and what we bring to the series. Yeah. All right. So uh, I, I, before I ask the next question, I do want to remind anyone who's viewing us live right now, you are more than welcome to jump in. If you have a question for Preston about rally, about the events they have going on, about the cars, whatever it might be, feel free to type it into the chat because we'd love to talk about what you want to talk about as well. That's the whole idea behind Race Industry Week is uh, effectively we're at a trade show and this is our opportunity to, uh, to, to sit there and chat with each other. But a snow rally, um, <laughs> what if Mother Nature doesn't uh, necessarily cooperate? You know, we, we don't always want any kind of inclement weather at a race, but it sounds like it sounds like you guys are, are welcoming it in, uh, in 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 a large quantity. Well, yeah, I mean that's back to the unique challenges of rally, right? We we race in all weather conditions. Whether uh, this race, you know, sometimes it's snowy, sometimes it's icy. Uh, we've, we've yet to have a gravel rally in February, but who knows what mother nature's up to this year. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> the competitors really have to be ready for, for all those unique conditions. And, and again, that's, that's what makes it exciting is racing on roads that they only see once or twice, uh, before they're actually competing on them. And the conditions are somewhat unknown to them until they get onto the actual roads. And, um, you know, and it, it presents the challenge for the organizers as well. And I have so much respect for, for our event organizers and, and the events that they put on in conjunction with us because uh, they're the ones finding these roads and seeing the challenges that are going to be put in front of the competitors. Uh, but also planning for all those different conditions, you know, uh, service areas, for example, uh, you can't really have in the grass because if it rains, well, then it's a mud pit instead of a service area. So uh, we, we don't always have the benefit of beautiful uh, paved flat and level service areas. <laughs> Yeah, you know what though? Sometimes, uh, sometimes that's just a rough, miserable weekend, and sometimes that is uh, one of the most memorables. And a lot of times, it's actually both uh, in in, uh, in positive ways as well. Um, Preston, yeah. you mentioned racing against the clock. Uh, there are different forms of rally, so tell us about uh, what ARA is doing, and tell us more specifically about stage rally and your style of it. Of course, yeah. So primarily, we do stage rally, and so. Uh, that is a, a series of roads that are shut down for competition with uh, open transits in between them. So the transits are actually open public roads where the cars have to obey speed limits and, and have turn signals and, and everything like that. Uh, but the actual stages are where the racing happens. And it's uh, point A to point B, uh, on average, about seven to eight miles at a time. And, and our national events will do about 120 race miles. Uh, over the course of one or two days. So um, it's an interesting combination of endurance because you you are covering a lot of mileage, but then the actual race portion, uh, portions are almost have that feeling of a sprint because, you know, unlike desert racing where you're doing that amount of mileage, but racing for the entire time, uh, for rallies, you really are foot to the floor, flat out uh, every time you're on the stage. 
Yeah, and it's thrilling to see for sure. Um, I, I want to talk about the series and just really where we are today because you guys actually founded this um, and really uh, enthusiast um, founded this back in 2016. But, you know, let's look at more recent history, say in the last five years or so, how the uh, sport of rally has evolved here in the U.S. Yeah, so I, I've been in this position for uh, going into my fourth season. So for, for about three years right now. And what's exciting for me is how much the sport has actually evolved over the last few years. Um, you know, whether it's from safety requirements to uh, tracking systems that we use, you know, we, we've had quite an influx of technology here in the US uh, into the rally program, uh, which is really exciting for us. Um, you know, actually, uh, I listened to a part of the interview with Melissa just before you for Pikes Peak, um, but we actually used uh, our rally tracking and timing system uh, to, to bring that to Pikes Peak and, and help with safety. And that's something we hadn't had in the U.S., at least for this capacity, and kind of bringing us up actually to the world standard. It's the same system used in the WRC and, and several other um, high-level national championships around the world. And, and for us, uh, investing in technology like that uh, helps safety, spectating, uh, you know, there's, there's so few things out there where you're able to kind of check so many boxes uh, with, with investment into one, one thing. So um, for, for me, the evolution is just bringing technology into our sport and, and, you know, the, the next piece of it for us is figuring out things like live streaming and, you know, talking about challenges uh, within our sport because we're racing in, in the middle of nowhere over such uh, uh, an expanse of, of territory. You know, we can't have just a couple of cameras set up uh, in one location and catch some turns. So it becomes a logistical challenge, a technical challenge, hardware challenge, uh, and obviously financial challenge to be able to cover our sport. And, and for me, that's going to be the next big jump and the next big investment that we see. Yeah, uh, and I can see that as well. And you guys, uh, you know, if you go to the uh, the, the website as well, AmericanRallyAssociation.org, uh, there's some great video live stream links and all of those other things. And uh, if you have limited cameras, just keep them at like the water crossings and, you know, kind of the S's and all of that. I, and the I'm jumps. Sorry, but Every, everyone loves the jumps. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's awesome. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, while we're talking about technology, Preston, we do have a, a question from the chat. It says, do you have any recommendations for a young aspiring engineer to get into motorsport engineering? And um, and you mentioned just you've got uh, from amateurs, professionals and everything in between running an American rally right now. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, having that level of engineering, the sport is actually relatively new. We've only got a few teams creating cars to, to that level of engineering. And so with it, there's a lot of new opportunity there. Um, you know, for, for a young engineer or a new engineer getting involved with one of the smaller teams and maybe helping them elevate uh, their presence within the series uh, is, is definitely a good place. If not, we have teams like Vermont Sports Car, you know, up in Vermont, uh, who is backed by the Subaru Factory team. Um, and we do have a, a number of uh, what are called Rally 2 teams. So using some of the uh, European-based equipment here in the U.S. But, you know, the, the unique thing about rally here in the U.S. is the FIA has really kind of fallen into very cookie-cutter molds when it comes to cars. 
Um, and that's just not the American way for us. You know, it's, uh, we welcome them and we like that competition for those types of vehicles. And it gives people the option to buy something off the shelf. Um, but for, for us here in America, we love to have home built cars and, and cars built by people here in the US. And, and that requires engineers uh, such as the person asking the question there to uh, get hooked up with some of these teams. And, you know, with us still being a relatively small series, uh, social media is huge for that, uh, to be able to connect with the team and, and engage with them and then ultimately see if you can find opportunity. Yeah, that's true. And, and, you know, really, it doesn't matter what you do. If you have a passion for it, and you're willing to start wherever it's going to take you to a lot of places. And I host shows every week with uh, Todd Gordon, a former cup championship winning crew chief. <laughs> he was an engineer uh, from Clemson University, and uh, an accomplished racer in his own right, and literally started sweeping floors at a small race team, and very quickly worked his way up and, um, you know, yeah. obviously got the ultimate prize. So um, yeah. you can do that in any sport, including American rally, which is really cool so I like and, that. and and those stories still happen today um you know before i was in this position i managed a team um we called ourselves the biggest little team or the smallest big team and and uh we had a couple of interns we had from a local college that ended up helping us design some cars and win some championships so that's incredible that really is incredible we mentioned uh being part of the usac uh, family and and falling under that as well. Uh, talk about the advantages of that uh, from really any aspect. I would look at it as a competitor as that being a huge advantage as well. Yeah, it's so uh, USAC bought our brand uh, about five years ago. Um, so originally ARA was created by a group of organizers um, who had a vision for for a rally series and and spun off and created their own series and and had some success there, but understood that. Um, like any motorsport, the level of investment is is big. And so they talked to Kevin Miller at, at USAC and um, ended up partnering with him. And ultimately, USAC uh, bought the series and now owns it. And for us to be able to partner with them, you know, we talked about investment into technology. And that's where we get big advantages by working with USAC. And, and uh, you know, even just from a cost sharing standpoint, of course, it kind of spreads that load a little bit so that we can keep uh, fees and, and things less expensive for, for competitors because uh, everyone has their budget, you know, big team and small. And so being mindful of the budgets for the small teams is, is important. But, you know, for them to be able to vest in projects for us to develop tracking systems or work with uh, companies to uh, to build bespoke programs for our series uh, goes a long way. And that's not something that would be possible without uh, a company such as USAC and they welcomed us with open arms. And, you know, the other side, the uh, let's call it the less exciting side of motorsport, but necessary is the insurance side. And, and they're one of the largest um, insurers, you know, as far as sanctioning bodies goes within the US. And so it gives us some buying power there and, and uh, some flexibility, let's say, to be able to negotiate and, and, uh, you know, the people that they have on the team at USAC, Kevin, included um, also just are so great for giving insight and direction and working with them just to carve out uh, improvements to our series over the years and and continue to do so.
Yeah, I think it's. I know you mentioned it's like the less sexy part of it, but one of the first things I thought of with the USAC <laughs> yeah. Association literally was the insurance for many reasons. Because it, you know, if I'm a competitor, you know, knowing that the events are insured, and I know you guys have events all across the country: Oregon, Washington, New Hampshire, Michigan, Minnesota, and so on. Um, but also the fact that even if you're looking at doing new things, or if you're talking to the communities, because you have to get a lot of people involved in this, just to have that that name USAC to yeah. be a part of that and what that means to all of your events as a whole. Yeah, it's, it's incredible how many doors open for you when you say, Oh, we're a part of USAC. Um, and, and of course they're a sanctioned body that's been around for a long time for good reason. Um, and, and very good um, reputation within the, the industry and, and involved in so many different forms of racing. You know, there's been, I think a newfound focus with them uh, in a lot of the off-road racing uh, side of things and and rally's a big part of that and and again they've they've really hung their hat on our series and and we've had success because of that and and a lot of the growth that we've seen um, is you know their investment into our sport which eventually goes down to to the competitors and gives them a, a platform to be able to race yeah that's pretty incredible all right so tell us about the event itself and maybe even um you know I, I, in some ways i almost hate to ask about some of your bigger events it always seems like everyone <laughs> has some sort of premier events i don't want to sure. take away from any of them but uh, give us an example of a, an event weekend whether i'm a competitor or maybe i just want to come check it out yeah it's you know from from a competitor standpoint it's it's a little bit intimidating getting started in rally just as it is with any motorsport because at the end of the day you need a car um, you know, the, the great thing with, with rally and, and, um, you know, what we do with the ARA is they're all based on production cars and we have a number of different classes from something that is, uh, extremely grassroots where you can buy a two wheel drive car and, and get racing for, in some cases under $10,000 for, for a race car in the series, um, all the way up, of course, to your factory based efforts. Uh, such as Subaru. And so uh, I think just that flexibility in itself is very welcoming. And you end up with a huge diversity of cars that we see within our series. Um, you know, we're seeing a bit of uh, everyone's putting V8s in something. So we have a, a V8 Sonic, if you can believe it or not, that races in our series uh, from Pat Morrow has been campaigning that the last few years, uh, you know, swaps in RX-7s and Fiestas and Subarus and and that's what's really enjoyable to me is, is, is how many different types of cars there are. And so if you're a car enthusiast and you love Hondas, well, you can build a Honda rally car and come race. But, um, you know, once you have a car, it's, it's entering the races. And um, so much of rally is about the experience and the journey, you know, especially at, at the grassroots uh, level where you're going out and, and you're going on recce, it's called, where you actually produce your pace notes that, uh, that you use in the race. And that's done with only driving one or two times on the road. And so for all intents and purposes, the actual race is blind. Uh, all you have is those notes that you created with, uh, with a co-driver next to you and, and off you go into the woods to go do the racing. And, um, you know, the, the, the fun of that is obviously going fast and racing and, and uh, taking the blind crests and the blind corners and, and then you throw night in the mix and it's a whole nother animal. Um, but you know, the, the information about the individual events, typically a race weekend looks like one day of recce. And then if it's a two day event, you know, one of our big national events, then it's two days of racing. So you're kind of committed to, to three, sometimes four days, uh, with travel over the weekend, but, um, you also get a lot of seat time, uh, for, for that investment. 
Yeah, if I'm interested in this, look, everybody uh, who's out there, they raced somewhere and something for the very first time. Um, and a lot of people, you know, it is daunting to go out there and, and knowing professionals are out there, you don't ever want to get in the way. But grassroots racing is always really special too, uh, Preston, when it comes to just um, the paddock and the competitors wanting to help each other. If I did want to get into this and I'm completely fresh and I'm completely new, where do I truly start? <laughs> well, you know, the, the great thing about the sport of rally is, is there's a huge sense of camaraderie uh, within the sport. And so, um, you know, you can certainly reach out to us and, and we can set you up and find local teams that uh, you can meet with and, and, you know, form a relationship with. Uh, social media is always a good option. There's North American Rally page um, that gives a lot of guidance to new competitors and, and advice and, and direction. Um, and, and that's usually the best course of action to go with. Uh, you know, from there, you need a car. There's a few rental outfits um, around the U.S., depending on locations. That way, uh, all you have to do is invest in a rental rather than invest in a full car just to see if you like, you know, the sport. Because, um, of course, my biased opinion is it's for everyone and everyone's going to love it. But the reality is that's not necessarily true. Um, and so to be able to try the sport and, and get involved that way. The, the other side of it is, you know, our organizations uh, that put on the events are largely volunteer based. And so finding a local event, volunteering for it, you get to see the action up close, which is a huge benefit. Uh, but you also get to see what it looks like uh, from the rally side. You know, what does it mean to run a rally? What does the schedule look like? And so it gives you a little bit more hands on experience before you take the dive to actually uh, get in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you mentioned the volunteer aspect of it, because I know if uh, anyone goes to, uh, you know, the American Rally Association org website right now, there is a great link to be able to do that. And and it takes volunteers. It takes a lot of volunteers to put on a big event and uh, amazing how welcoming that could be. People want you there helping, right? Yes. Yes. No, it's it's uh, again, it's it's such a welcoming community. And even with the professional teams there, uh, we're on the same paddock. And, and as I said at the beginning, we're all on the same roads. And so, uh, you know, it's not door to door racing where tempers can get high, as we've all seen. Uh, you know, we, we want to beat the other person on the stages, not uh, in some other way. So. Yeah, that's true. All right, Preston, let's look ahead. Um, you know, if you could pull out your crystal ball and let's talk <laughs> about the growth for ARA. Let's say in the next five years, what are the opportunities there? Yeah, the, the big one I mentioned before was uh, technology for things like live streaming. Um, innately, rally is a very difficult sport to spectate and and we're all aware of that. And, um, you know, we, we joke within the organization that rally is the best motorsport no one's heard of in the U.S., and, and part of that is because it's difficult to create media from. So there's been big uh, technological changes, even things like Starlink to be able to, uh, you know, get connectivity for, for data connection just about anywhere has unlocked a lot of opportunities for us. And we tried a couple of different, um, you know, startups and, and programs this year. And I think we found something that that may work. And so we're excited to go into next year and start. Um, testing that equipment and, and being able to show it to the rest of the world. Um, you know, so for us, I think the competition is getting into a better place. And, and so we're able to focus more on the marketing side of the sport uh, while still taking care of, of the competition. You know, with that, there's some recognition now worldwide for rallying the U.S. There's conversations of a WRC event here and, and we're supporting a WRC event kind of getting off the ground and helping behind the scenes there. Uh, and so with that, we're getting interest from some people coming from overseas 
to come race here, which is great for us because it's it promotes better competition and and uh, you know some of the FIA cars coming over here to race is is something that we welcome. You know, for me, I love like I said, seeing the diversity of all the different cars out there. And uh, if someone wants to bring a new Skoda and race here, I'm certainly not going to turn them away as much as I'm not going to turn away the V8s on them. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's, that's, yeah, but that's great though. Uh, especially when you start looking at WRC and things like that, getting involved in, and in anything, number one, that's going to draw more attention to it. Uh, but obviously the growing sport and, uh, and, and to be able to grow the sport, um, you have to have great events like what you have right now. Um, what type of opportunity is there for growth when it comes to that, as far as putting on more events per year, um, maybe even coming a little further South, whatever you might be interested in. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of different things. So we rolled out a rally sprint program this year. And really the intention of the rally sprint program um, is to help people transition from the extreme grassroots sports like rally cross or, um, you know, those types of sports. Now they have a car that they want to race in rally. But again, it's, it, it is a time commitment to do any form of racing and, and especially rally. And so the rally sprints are meant to be hyper localized events. Um, you know, really on one or two pieces of road, closed course, uh, you know, within a facility just to make it much, much more approachable. Um, you know, a, a problem that we see that we're trying to tackle right now is uh, if you own a track car, how many tracks are there around the U.S.? And, and if you've got one in your backyard, you know, in, in terms of close to you, uh, you can be on that track probably every weekend rally because of what it takes to organize an event and it's on public roads, you don't have that same opportunity. And so what we're working on are solutions for uh, if one were to have a rally car to give them more opportunity to use that rally car. And rally sprints, I think, is a piece of that puzzle. Because again, we're looking at closed venues, so they're not using public roads um, and really everything contained in one day. You show up the morning of, your car gets tacked, and then you're racing by the afternoon. So for us, that's a big opportunity for growth and, and a big opportunity that we're hoping to be able to provide to our competitors uh, and our members to, to give them um, more ways to race their cars, because at the end of the day, that's all we want to do. Yeah, uh, you know what, and it's wonderful. And and obviously, I also think about it in terms as well, you know, there are so many different aspects to racing and motorsports and everything. And I even think about our platform here at ePartrade, and so many different suppliers out there as you're describing what people are doing with their cars. And uh, I promise you, I'm sure someone somewhere has probably LS swapped a baby stroller, um, you know, <laughs> sticking V8s into everything. But <laughs> You know, all the vendors and suppliers that we have here, all the technology, the things that you can go see what other people are doing with their cars as well, uh, whether it is just to kind of go wow and look at or say, hey, that's actually a pretty good idea that someone is doing. Um, it, it seems like the possibilities are endless in what you have to offer with the American Rally Association. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is. And that's where, you know, there's uh, my opinion is there's not many motorsport left out there that really offer the creativity uh, still to the car builders to be able to build the car of their dreams, whether that's, you know, a, a Japanese little two-door car all the way up to a big SUV. Uh, we've got a way to fit them in, in just about any car in any class. So that's what makes our sport so unique in the U.S. And I think that's what is so exciting for us every race that we show up to is to see uh, the plethora of different cars and, and different people from different backgrounds all racing together. 
Yeah, I, I love the idea of the innovation and being able to say, hey, I can build mine better or I can build mine better than what I had last time, what you had last time, whatever it might be. So um, really looking forward to it. Wish you great success this weekend as well uh, with some events. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely be keeping up with what's going on at the American Rally Association dot org. And Preston, thank you so much for your time. No, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Preston. And then tomorrow we have the WRC. So we'll, we'll keep talking <laughs> about rally. Uh, I love rally. I grew up in France, you know, those little roads. And that's a very, very popular racing series. So thank you very much, Preston. We'll Registering on ePARTRADE is easy. To start, click on the Join for Free button on the homepage. First, search your company to see if it's already in our database. If you see your company on the list, click on it to select it. Then, choose Claim Company if you are one of the decision makers, an owner, marketing person, or main company contact. Or choose Join Company if you are an employee, and press Continue. If you couldn't find your company in our database, select Register a new company. On the following page, fill out your name, email, phone number, job title, and choose a secure password. If you chose Register a New Company, you'll need to choose your business type. Select Supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose Racing Business if you're looking to source new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose Race Team if you own or are a member of a professional race team. Then, enter your company name. Please provide a website, Facebook page, or LinkedIn if you have one, and choose to either claim or join the company. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Finally, click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. An email will be sent to your inbox. Please confirm your email address and you will be approved shortly. Welcome to ePartrade.